to Near Mint, the Hockey Card Podcast. This week we have a very special guest in Aaron, or Lapper Flips. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's it's hard to be special when you, I keep coming back. <laughs> I need more special guests other than me. Uh, I think that makes you even more special because you're a returning guest that adds lots of value to the show. And uh, I wanted to start before we get into today's topic. Um, Patty Marlowe this past week, 1,768 games to be the most games played in NHL history, which is just mind boggling. That's a lot of hockey games. <laughs> and, you know, that's not preseason. Um do, do they even include playoffs in that number? Or is that just regular season? I'm pr- I'm pretty positive that's regular, but regardless, it's that it's an absurd regular. number. And yeah, he's actually played a lot of playoff games, so the total is even higher. Practice preseason, you know, his career before that, like this guy is, he just never gets hurt either. No, that's uh, that's like Cal Ripken stuff right there. Like like that's insane. I I don't know the way that the NHL is right now would allow someone to to do this again. Yeah. Um, career is incredible, and this record may hold um, <laughs> for a long, long time. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think it's even maybe more special that it's a forward because you often see goalies that are able to kind of go into their 40s or defensemen that are able to do it, but there's not that many forwards that go really, really, really late. Yeah, for sure. You no, know, D-men, D-men play a lot of minutes, but they're able to conserve a little bit more um, forwards. You know, your your nose is always in there. and um, I mean, regardless, if a D-man could do this, good for him. But in general, it's, it's like, good for him. Congratulations. Yeah, and really, uh, really awesome just, like, notes from ex-teammates. Great celebration of, of his success. And, you know, I'd love to see him... Uh, raise that Stanley Cup, but regardless, what a career. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. All right, let's get into some hockey card stuff. Um, there was a big uh, big announcement out of PSA today that you actually posted in the Near Mint Discord um, of them acquiring a company called Genement. Do you want to do the honors and tell us like a little bit about what that company is? Yeah, so... I mean, Genement is some sort of technology company that does um, uh, along the lines of what, you know, HGA claims to be proprietary. And I guess they're using different a different way to grade the card, but essentially you're using technology to help in the grading process. Oh, photos. Um, and, and HGA, because it's proprietary, has been a little bit quiet about, about exactly what it's doing. Uh, a Genement already in the release that I read is is really interesting. It has 70 different factors that it considers for cards on the surface, and it's going to essentially be able to pick up a thumbprint of a card. Hmm. So if, if if you have a card and it's a nine and you crack the slab and you send it in, from what I read, they should be able to scan it and that thing is going to have its nuances in terms of damage because no card's going to be perfect right there's going to be little scratches there's even down to the pixelation it can pick up on improper pixels so you know um it's going to help in the grading process there's still going to be humans involved this isn't all machine done uh but it's you know we talked about this 
and maybe on another maybe on another podcast but in the discord a lot for sure this seemed really obvious with not just because hga did it this just seemed obvious from um from a business and a grading perspective that that optimizing this isn't through humans you need machines to help with this process so i mean good for nat turner it seems like this has been on his radar well before even even hga um he's been in contact with uh, the owner or or the the individuals in charge of the startup but i mean good things good for psa i'm optimistic this is you know going to push them further forward and ultimately going to lead to a better experience hopefully for us the the individuals who send in for grading because we won't have to wait hopefully 10 months yeah so psa said they want to be able to grade faster and more accurately and this technology should help with that i like that there's not eliminating the human element because at the end of the day like our eyes are pretty friggin' incredible um and you you want those humans in there until you're like very very certain that technology could do things um and yeah your point to like unique card identification whereas right now like it's too hard to tell if a mcdavid comes back over and over again if someone's resubmitting it or you know maybe like you said they crack the slab and then you know it gets sold raw and then somebody else sends it in and maybe it gets a little damaged on the way um being able to see that and see like even like ownership history um I think it could be game changing and it could give better uh, or more accurate, I should say, numbers at PSA as to like how many PSA 10s there are um, versus how many are submitted because someone could hypothetically resubmit a PSA 9 card 10 times and then it looks like there's more 9s out there, but it's really just the same card. And this, this hopefully eliminates that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, we know that that happens a lot with BGS crossovers to PSA, people buying crack slabs, though that's, you know, BGS going to be a little bit behind there. Like, who knows what these pop counts of BGS 9s and 9.5s are because they're the slabs that, that seem to be getting cracked. But PSA, um, if you send a PS, send in a card and it gets a PSA 9 now, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to resubmit and, and try and get that 10 if it looks really good to you because they're going to have distinct... Um, again, a distinct fingerprint of that card, and, and they're sort of going to call your your BS, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they do have a... Uh, I forget what they call it, but like you can resubmit it if you think that they were wrong already, but that's like... I don't think you have a very good chance if you're, if you're kind of going that route, unless someone made a mistake. But yeah, I think uh, the resub game might be, might be up in short order, and it's interesting because uh, we haven't really talked about it on the show, uh, but PSA all but stopped people from submitting, right? Like now you can submit at the high, high, high end, uh, like Super Express is 300 bucks US, but all the regular submissions are stopped and they're starting to catch up on sending the cards back. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, those dates are, you know, they have the, uh, what do they call it? The complete through dates. Um, which you can find on the PSA website. Maybe we could put a link up there after. But yeah, you you have the complete through dates there, and you know things are things are moving along. I'm watching them. I wouldn't say closely, but I definitely check in every few days and just sort of see what's moving, what's not. Things seem to be moving. So, um, you know, I have a regular submission there. It looks like I'm less than or right around almost exactly one month out. Uh, judging by that so that means that these cards would get back to me in time for almost 
playoff puck drop, let's let's call it into the first round. So that's pretty exciting. I wasn't expecting that with the flood that went through, and maybe I won't get them because that flood sets them back. But it, it looks like they're moving along. So um, yeah, yeah, good for them, and we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not super optimistic in terms of opening all levels by July the first. That's just that's more just. Uh, a me question I, I wonder if that'll be in their best interest at that time and they got some time but at the same time it's it's not a heck of a lot of time if if there were 10 million cards there yeah so good news for anyone that's got cards that have been sitting in the warehouse i have a couple of boxes of those as well um and i wonder how quickly they can put this new uh, technology into play like are they planning to bring that back when they do reopen them uh it'll be really interesting to kind of follow along how how that goes uh the the article that i had just read was within context it's it sounded like they were almost using like present tense yeah as if this was happening so if it's not happening right now again the tone of the article makes it sound like it's very very close yeah so that's that's really cool and it'll be really interesting to see how that affects the market uh when you can start submitting to psa again um but yeah let's let's get into our show and i don't know how much we want to spoil off the top but uh i wanted to first ask you the last couple episodes we were talking about series two uh you know the new set of young guns were you into that hype at all did you buy boxes or cards or like what were you up to no i i did not um I, I think the class was was okay. There, there's certainly the highlight guys there. Um, I, I I wasn't on it. You know, even though even though I'm I'm pretty green here, going back to lot, the end of last season's playoffs, I saw what I did with series one in in terms of purchasing them at basically their their height, and I wasn't gonna make that same mistake again. So I played the patient game. Um, I'm waiting. I got my eye on on a couple guys, and they, they wouldn't really surprise anyone. But it, it isn't, you know, um, it, it's not Kaprizov who who I'll be buying. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll buy them after. I'm eyeing up the summer, and that's when I'm hoping I'll be able to get uh, the cards that I'm looking at at uh, at what I feel will be a lot more fair price. Okay, so gonna buy some in the summer. That's generally my advice for people after a, a product drops like. I ended up obviously buying that case and uh, I did pretty well on it. Like, obviously, the one card that I didn't sell yet is the Caprizov clear cut that I got. But otherwise, like, even without that, I'm at about break even point. So, you know, the strategy of buying cases and acting as fast as possible, I think, is somewhat viable. Um, but yeah, like if you're buying singles at that point in time, like the market is crazy. So you either wait like till now when things have definitely dropped a bit, like the prices have come down quite a bit. Um, or like you say, like the summer should be even more chill when, you know, the extended series will have launched, other products have launched, hockey's not on. Uh, there should be some good opportunities. I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm really banking on the summer. I'm, uh, selling quite a bit right now, especially players who who aren't going to make the playoffs, or I don't think are going to make the playoffs. There's not too many guys who are who are really fringe. Um, I'm selling a lot, and I'm just sort of 
hoarding a little bit of cash in in uh, in looking at the summer and uh, you know making some buying some during the dip uh, for next season. So so I'm definitely already looking more at next season. I think playoffs. I have some cards here that are, are will be playoff cards and playoff plays, if you will. Uh, but it's just stuff that I happen to have on hand. It's not stuff that I went out really looking for and buying specifically for playoffs. I'm going to do a little bit more sideline watching this year and see what goes on and see how the market reacts. And, um, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be really, really tight with the players who are going to see increase in value, you know. Um, like, so you're going to have to be like hit the nail on the head with the player that you pick. If you buy three, four guys from a team, I think one of them is going to get the majority of the attention and I could be completely wrong on that, but these are things that I'm, that, that I'm really curious to, to watch and see how it plays out. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat. I've been selling a lot. I've got a few cards tagged for like, keep an eye on these guys as the playoffs start and, you know, they score three goals or a game winner in game seven type of thing. And yeah, but but otherwise, I'm not really buying anything right now. Uh, more focused, like you say, on on strategy in the playoffs, and then I think there's there's going to be lots of opportunity as we roll into next year. Um, but what I did want to talk about is, you know, I I hit that clear cut Caprizov on day one of series two opening. And, you know, the first thing I did, the story is like, obviously, first thing I did was freak out because uh, it was the first box in my case, opened it up. Yeah, it was like, box one, too, right? Yeah, it was nuts. First box, first day, uh, you know, I went on a live on Instagram and was like, we're opening the, the first box. You know, you don't expect to get anything. You're like, maybe I'll get like a Cousins or like whatever. Um, and then it was just like this God box because there's other stuff in there, too. But the Kaprizov clear cut comes out and I'm like, Oh my Lord, like this is insane. Um, like what a hit. And I I mean, I still feel that way. Um, so the first thing I did was like throw it on Facebook and eBay and like try and sell it really high. Right. Um, like three, $4,000 types of things. And so, and there was one or two sales kind of in that neighborhood, like 2,500, 3000, uh, Canadian land, um, of people that managed to just get them sold in that first 24 hours kind of thing. But uh, mine didn't sell. And then over the next week, we were down like even more and people weren't buying them. And there was a lot of them on eBay. And it was like, what's going on here? Uh, and then like two, three weeks pass and the value of them is at like a thousand bucks. So I'm like, well, I'm not really bringing my price down to that. I, I, that's It's like pretty low now, right? Um, so it's kind of sitting there with this card thinking like, what, what's the best play with this? Um, and I had sold like my base Caprizov young guns. Uh, those were easy. Those went, uh, but this was like the last card that I was kind of sitting on from opening those boxes. And so, you know, what was it? Uh, like maybe April 1st and we're, so like a couple weeks ago, I was chatting with you about it. You're checking in, you're like, did it sell? Um, and I'm like, no. And I'm like, like, what am I, what am I going to do with this card? Right. It was a tough decision, right? Like I could easily probably sell it for a thousand bucks on that day. No problem. But I don't know. Was that worth it? And so, uh, well, yeah, why don't I turn it over to you with, uh, with what, what happened next? Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, you were, you were still, you know, I, I, 
I don't know how actively you were trying to sell it. It was listed, and and you were you were gonna move it if if you know the opportunity was there. But I approached you and I said, you know, if you want to sell, like sell a share of that card and send it in for grading. Um, you know, I would I would gladly take part in that, and we could figure out the numbers. And and you'd sort of ask how it would work. We worked on the numbers. I said, well, I would buy X percentage. And, you know, we figure out a price of the card on that date. So it's a nice hedge for you because you get the capital up front. It's going to help you, um, you know, get a little bit for that card. I get a stake in it. And ultimately, you know, I, yeah, I, I just expressed, um, I, I expressed how I thought timeliness was really important and that, you know, I, I think it's a good opportunity to get it off to PSA and be sort of first to market for, like hopefully what would be a PSA 10 um, and you know we we chatted more we worked on the numbers we got it down and I mean that's what we did yeah so uh, I guess that's the spoiler of the show today we're gonna open it the box the <laughs> box is here uh, so we're, we're gonna open it no no that was that was wonderful I wanted you to um, but the box is here we're gonna open it in a bit but I want to talk a little bit more about like what we're talking about here um so like we sent it express to psa and you know at the time it was valued at we came to as valued at about a thousand dollars was like the fair price um and you've got your cut and obviously we'll both take the the same cut that we have back um and uh yeah like it it took what is it two weeks from the day we decided to do it i was like immediately packed it up and sent it off uh about two weeks later it's back in our hands we're doing a show gonna open it live yeah i'm just excited <laughs> yeah i'm i'm super excited too i when did you receive it it was, it was yesterday right because you messed yeah it, or it was a monday yesterday. uh it was supposed to come monday as per fedex but then it did not and came yesterday Okay. Yeah. And, and I was, yeah, no, I've been excited. Like you want to do a show now? You want to, <laughs> let's just do it now. Um, so I'm super excited to see, see how it did and to talk about, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into it more, I guess, um, about the thought process, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the numbers a little bit first. So base Kaprizov today, sells anywhere between like 160 230 dollars it, it there's it's pretty big range actually uh people can't really decide on the value and when you look at clear cut it's even crazier like i said it was a thousand dollar value when when we decided this um one sold for 600 one sold for 1200 like nobody nobody can decide at all what they should be paying for these things um so ungraded who knows what the value is right now? Yeah, I, I, even, yeah, ungraded, even like the base. Like I was really surprised going through and seeing between 160 to 230 all within, oh, sometimes the same day. You know, you have a 160 sale and a 230. So auctions, it, it can really change the price. I mean, I, I look at market movers, a ton of cards, and you see this all over the place where it looks like nobody has any idea. They just know it's between X and Y um, past that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so it's not really surprising, but that twelve hundred dollar auction for the clear cut that was just on Monday that closed. So so that, that was really interesting to see actually that it's it's still holding or, or that someone was willing to pay that 
this recently. Yeah, the auction is a great point. Like, I think there's a little bit of uh, auction mindset in the buyers there where, you know, if you're in an auction that you really want the card, maybe you end up spending a bit more because you're in kind of like a bidding war. Um, from the seller's perspective, like maybe they're not listing them at the right time of day sometimes, and then people are kind of forgetting about them. And so that can, I think, have a pretty big impact. And 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 the other thing I'd say is like a Kaprizov clear cut doesn't have as much attention as a regular Kaprizov does because there's like less, just basically less people that A, will be able to afford it, B, that are interested yeah. in that. And so the value changes more just because there's less people paying active attention. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like there might be some steals to be had. And I've, I've kind of been thinking like, well, what if, you know, what if I didn't hit this card? And what if we just found an opportunity to buy one of these things? Could we have done the same thing and, and done well now, you know, that leads me to my next question is like, okay, so we've got a card here, which I think looked pretty good. But, you know, like, what do you think a Kaprizov clear-cut PSA 10 sells for? And then, like, what about a 9? Yeah, so I I'd thought about that. And, I, I mean, I would go back to the default, which is, you know, if, if we say, um, if we think that the clear-cut is valued somewhere between, um, what numbers did it have there? Uh, six, the low end was 600 and 12 was the top. So, I mean, let's use $800. Uh, a bit closer to the bottom, you know, eight hundred dollars. You're you're at about four x or four x ish for a PSA ten, so that puts you up at about thirty two hundred dollars. Um, you know, there's none of these out there. Um, I haven't seen one. How much is there a premium to be had there? Does it go for less because people like? exactly because there isn't all the attention it's not within the affordability range of, of a lot of hockey people out there who may want a Kaprizov card I, I think there's a lot of variables in terms of um, you know the, the price of it but I, I mean generally I would just look at the market and say it's about 3.75x the whatever dollar amount that is if you valued at a thousand dollars then you're at you know thirty seven hundred dollars um, but that doesn't mean that it's going to auction for $3,700. No, I mean, what it actually sells for is different than obviously what we can come up with as far as a value goes. But I think that's interesting. And I think it could go both ways. Like you say, if it's the first PSA 10 Kaprizov clear cut on the market and there's someone that really wants that, then, you know, the price could be the sky's kind of the limit kind of thing. Um, the interesting thing for me comes when if we're going to get like a nine or even an eight where then, you know, we're kind of competing a little bit more with like, let's say the base clear cut Caprizovs as far as like sale price. But what's interesting to me is we'd be maybe the first or one of only a few that even has a graded version of this card. And I think that could be, you know, a few extra hundred bucks. Um, and that's where like when we look at the costs uh, of grading, which I'll talk about in a second, like maybe that makes us our money back if we don't actually hit the 10. There, it being first to market, there may be a small premium if it is a nine. Um, and you know, I, I, I done the math and, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit after, but, um, I, I, I was comfortable with it. I, I think it still, it still made sense. And, uh, you know, I, I think in general, we'll talk about that a, a little bit more, but 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it was an interesting like risk versus reward here, right? So you know, like value April first was a thousand dollars. We could even say that's today's value for argument's sake, just to make it easy. Yep. Um, grading Canadian, all, all these prices are Canadian, uh, but grading ended up costing about four hundred and thirty-five bucks uh, because we had to send it in Super Express. That's the cheapest thing you can do right now. It also gets you, it back to you in two weeks, so that's sweet. Uh, and shipping was about 50 bucks. So we're looking at uh, $1,480 is kind of our, like, call it our break-even point. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be super interesting to open this, see what we have. I think if we have a 10, it's pretty obvious we've made money. Uh, it'll be more interesting, I guess, from from, like, a learning perspective if we don't get a 10. But obviously, I want that 10. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm, I'm super excited. I, I had done because, um, I, I had done the quick math, and maybe I'll just run through it really quickly. Yeah. So I thought, so I thought, what if, what if we suck, and this thing comes back, the price falls through the floor, and we get back a PSA six because it's scratched, and we, you know, we didn't know it. Yeah. Um, whatever. Essentially, we're left with a raw card. So if it was worth eight hundred dollars today, raw, you know, um, I would be at about minus forty six percent ROI right there. A thousand dollars, I would be at minus thirty three percent ROI, and then we get up to the point that you were talking about, um, right around the fifteen hundred, just below fifteen hundred dollars is break even. Um, and then, you know, th this is more what I was looking at. I, I think like two thousand dollars is like pretty reasonable, especially if if it gets a ten. I didn't think there was any way that that card would increase in value over, you know, from from the time that and the valuation that we gave it. So I completely took that out. But um, two thousand dollars would be plus thirty five percent ROI for me. Twenty five hundred plus seventy percent, and then if we can get three grand, then I'm a hundred and two percent ROI. Um, so it. In all honesty, I don't think that this was a fantastic play for me. But, we, you know, we had talked and we said a lot of it was, you know, fun. Yeah. And, and doing this right now and the content creation. Like, like it's just a really cool experience. And it, like I said, if we sold it for $800 and, and I lose, you know, um, 100 bucks and some change overall i'm still getting a little bit of money back and it wouldn't you know it, it would be worth it so you know I'm, I'm gonna take that away and i still have the upside because what is so if it does come back at 10 what is someone gonna pay for a clear-cut caprice of 10 if it can hold the value and it's done that so it's like step one is completed it's actually held the value because i'm still surprised that it's at a thousand dollars yeah i'm glad you mentioned the the fun side of this because for me like Anything that we're doing in this market is it, it. You should be learning from it, I guess. Um, and then we get to make some cool content. Uh, so there's kind of that like added bonus to this that for me, like a little bit of extra risk is worth it to like learn some valuable lessons, make some content for the people. Um, and so, you know, I agree with you. It, it it wasn't like an obvious play at all. It wasn't like you know easy money let's call it um which is why i didn't ship it off the psa the day i got it uh because it's it's not like just an obvious like here you go 
but yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, the, the last thing I think we should talk about before we crack this thing open and, and like, oh my God, has it ever been hard not to like log into PSA and see what this grade is? Cause I could go look, uh, yeah. it's just like sitting here in front of me, like for the last day, uh, but you did some research into looking at like how likely clear cuts come back at 10. And obviously we don't have a ton of data for 2021 uh, clear cuts because, you know, series one and two uh, have been very recently released. And who knows even if series two was the same uh, quality of printing and cutting and all that stuff. But why don't you give us like a general sense of like how often do clear cuts come back PSA 10? Well, it was really interesting looking into that, and, and I think there's something to be learned uh, for everyone who does grading um, in terms of, so first of all, I did the comparison with, you know, 2021 Series 1 and Series 2, to, uh, are we calling it 21, or is this 2021 cards, or are these 2020 cards? I don't know, I just call them 2020, 21, like I say both, because that's, I don't know, that's yeah. that's what the listings say, right? <laughs> Yeah, so so I'll call these 2021 cards, um, and and last year, uh, you know the the Kale McCarr Quinn Hughes being, being the 2020. Okay, so so there's some really big differences. So first of all, when we were talking about this, and I went and looked at the numbers, and I did crunch these numbers really quickly before we had like finalized everything that we had done, and I came up quickly with the numbers that I, I gave earlier, um, but then. And we sort of solidified the deal and I hadn't looked at this yet. And this got me thinking, well, I'm not going to tell them I'm not going to do it now, but, but I'll tell you, I was sort of like, uh, oop. Um, <laughs> so, so, but it's interesting because last year, okay. The clear cuts, there were 135 submissions and 43 of them were graded a PSA 10. Oh, the the quick math for you that's 32 percent it's under one in three so that's when i was like uh <laughs> these things aren't, aren't grading well but but the interesting thing even though we have a we have a lot smaller sample this year but the numbers aren't even close there's been 23 submissions uh for clear cuts and 16 of them or 70 percent of them have been a psa 10. Hmm. um and, and the interesting thing about that is it's reversed for your regular young guns right so i don't have those percentages but this new series one and series two young guns they're they're grading at a psa 10 at about half the rate compared to last year so you know these lafreniers and josh norris's and stutzla's and capriza these things could really come at a premium because i think that the pops are going to stay low and and there's been a good volume of them submitted whereas last year they were grading closer to 70 percent for your regular young guns oh there's no shortage of those so i thought that was really interesting that the clear cuts are are completely you know reverse of that obviously they're different product yeah different everything different textile you know everything's different um but you know something to certainly note if if you get cards from this year Stutzler or a, a Kaprizov or whoever your guy is um if it's in really good shape and looks like a 10 you might want to hold that if you plan on submitting because it doesn't look like these things are coming clean out of packs yeah uh and they're not grading well so you know just sort of maybe think about that if if you're integrating or if that's your 
PC player and you're thinking of selling it and buying it back later. So yeah, that's sure. that's a really good point. The other thing that I find like super surprising with them coming back 70%, the clear-cut young guns coming back 70% PSA 10 is that there's like when a product first comes out, people are rushing cards to PSA. And like I would hypothesize that they're a little less careful about how great the grade is because they're just trying to get it there and be one of the first people with that grade, right? So like it's even more surprising to me that like they come back like seven out of ten cards are PSA ten because like some of those I expect were just people like, yeah, I'm gonna send it into PSA as soon as I have it and try and beat the market. Yeah. Um I I mean I I, I totally agree with that. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see how the numbers pan out once once we get more volume. Uh but it's a pretty big discrepancy and it's not a super low volume where we're looking at five or 10 or 20 cards. Like there, there's been enough that you can sort of see a pattern here and you're right. Maybe that will come up with people, you know, vetting those cards a little bit better. Uh, but I, I suspect and, and, and judging by looking at series one, which I've looked at a lot more than series two, just by pulling some, some product from the packs and looking at it, I, I'm not really confident that this is going to match the numbers um, of of N, which speaks to the quality control ultimately. Um, I, I don't think that these numbers are going to get to where last year's product was. Okay, that's interesting. So anything else that you want to talk about before we do this thing? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure all the people just want to see us open this bloody thing. Everyone's like, open the damn card. Um, and, and, and I, and I <laughs> too, I, I want to see it. So see this thing. I haven't even seen the card. And uh, I, I know, right? Like, all right, here is the box fresh from PSA, uh, beat up a little bit for whatever reason by FedEx. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still fresh. Haven't even cracked this open. So you're going to get to watch me and hear me, I guess. Apologies for loud cutting sounds. Open this bad boy. That's pretty good packing, you know, for one slab in there. Yeah, from my experience, they send this, like, size of box kind of regardless. Um, unless you have a lot more cards, I guess. Right. All right. Okay. Box is open. Interesting, they've got a stock X uh, thing there. And uh, I'm gonna turn this around so we can't see the grade as I lift it out. Whew, look at all that bubble wrap. All right. So we, so you're, I haven't had a good look at this up um, You have, like, what, what do you think it's, I mean, obviously, I don't think you'd send it in if you didn't think it was a 10, but legitimately, maybe you saw a splash here, or I, I know that these things are susceptible to getting paint splatter. My Adam Fox had a couple of just white spots where it should be perfectly clear. Yeah. Um, like, like what do you what do you think it's going to grade at? So, like, I try to give my, my cards a grade that isn't, like, 9 or 10. It's more like 9.5 or 9.75 or, like, like you know, like, be, like, a little more accurate, even though, obviously, PSA doesn't do that. 
Um, and I was looking pretty closely at this, and to be fair, I don't have as much experience with the clear-cut cards, so it was a bit harder. Like, it's harder to judge yeah. the corners. You can't see the same stuff. Like, they're see-through. It's And like you say, like, the the surface is a totally different ball game it's printed on a different material so um i would say like there's more risk involved here so i guess like i'd be more i'd be less shocked if it's not a psa 10 than i might be if i had sent in a, a regular young guns of kaprizov um so like but i don't think like i'd be surprised if it wasn't a nine let's put it that way um sure. Like, I, I kind of was like, you know, this is kind of like 9.5 territory. I didn't see anything th to, like, make me say that. I just, like, feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. I, I don't think you would fork over the money to send it in if you didn't think that it had a pretty darn good shot at uh, yeah. Yeah. gemming. Of gemming. All right. Are you ready for this? Uh, I, wait, I, I don't know. Maybe we should just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> like, the anticipation is... I don't know if it'll be more fun than, or the reveal will be as fun as the anticipation, but they want to see it, so let's do, we'll do it for them. All we'll right, open let's here. open this puppy. It's it's a fun reveal. You just pull the bubble wrap away. What do we have? Oh my dear lord! Whoo, dude, <laughs> dude! We done it! Wow! We done it! Yeah. PSA 10. Kaprizov, clear cut. Let's go. Yeah, that's that is uh that is beautiful. I need I need some pictures of that. Wow. Fire up. Wow. Damn. Alright. Man, that is wow, so stoked. So Yeah, that's that's awesome. Successful experiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and we're, and we're not done though, right? I mean, there's there's a lot more to to go over in terms of now what. Yeah, there's a lot of now what. And one thing I didn't mention before we even open this is like, I personally think that the clear cut young guns are some of the most beautiful cards you can get. Like when I pulled this, I was like, geez, like it's going to be tough to sell because this thing is so beautiful. They get rid of all the background. You don't see the boards, the empty stadiums this year and a lot of cards like it is just such a nice card. It is absolutely. And, and as much as I despise Minnesota, I do really dig those jerseys. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only way this would be cooler is if they had the reverse retro Minnesota jerseys, which I think are really well done. Um, and also, Kaprizov has, in other products, a little bit weird photos going on, and the Young Guns yeah. one is pretty nice. Ah, no, for sure. Yeah, his uh, yeah, he has, <sighs> he has some faces in the other in the other products. Yeah, yeah, just they, odd they, stuff going like, on. <laughs> yeah, it's like they tried to catch him at the worst possible time, and like I said, I, I think these guys legit get a laugh. They're going through photos and say, okay, like, put that one up. Yeah, I think you might Hilarious. be right about that. Um, I'm just going to set that there. Wow. and yeah that's i don't know if that's the best uh display of all time but it's kind of fun it's kind of fun with the the open box behind it the unboxing yeah. has been successful Whew. there you go all right that's awesome 
Oh man, it's it's like man. it's it's like busting it open of the pack all over again. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm. That's, that's awesome. I I was honestly expecting. I mean, I was happy to see the numbers that they were coming back at at a good uh, a good rate. Um. I, I I was just expecting to get a nine, and yeah, you know, we'd figure it out from there. You know what? Like that's I, I, when I look at my spreadsheeting, and I'm like, I've got cards at PSA, and I'm I'm trying to figure out what their value is. I always assume they're all nines. Like I sent like seventy cards, and like they're all coming back nines. And uh, I don't know. It's just like the way I set my ex- expectations a little bit, um, and it's a little bit less of a letdown when it is a nine, but. Yeah, 10. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome, so, what do we do now? Well, I I so there's there's no script here. I asked you and you said we'll talk about it on the show. So, I mean, I think again that timing is key. I think moving it fast is is going to be important. Um I think putting this out there and letting people see it is going to be cool because I've never, never seen one before. I'll have to check the the pop report to see if this is if this is in fact a one of one at the moment. A one of one. Um, I, you know, I mean, it's got to be sold. So then the question is just, just how. Yeah, yeah. I think you make a good point of. I think you make a good point of like sharing it with the community and and getting people uh, stoked about it because this is this is one of like the cards now uh, from that product, which is pretty sweet to have in my hands here. Um, so yeah, I think like there's a little bit of like where do we sell it? What's the best price to list it at? Do we do buy now? Do we do auction? My the one counterpoint I have is like this kid is a shoe in for the Calder. Like, if he doesn't win it, I'm going to be blown away. He should be in the playoffs. And so, like, and this isn't just applying to this card, but, like, is there a chance that his value actually still has some room this year to kind of ha- take another spike? I don't think so. Um, especially spike. Like, can it go up? Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, the problem... I have with the Calder is it's in August. In, in all likelihood, um, Minnesota is going to be dead. <laughs> been dead for a while. Yeah. And, and people will have forgotten. And we're going to be at the beach. Well, I don't know about you in Ontario. I hope you guys are able to be at the beach. Um, and I just don't know if I, I, I don't believe, which is why I'm, you know, waiting to buy cards from the beach while I have a beach <laughs> me and I'll be buying hockey cards on the beach because no one else is thinking about hockey cards. Um, with, with the playoffs coming up again, they start May the 8th, I believe. So we're about, uh, um, you know, 18, call it, call it three weeks, just under three weeks out. Um, Robertson is closing the gap and there's a big argument people you know he's ahead in points per game sure Kaprizov but that never matters in the Calder race we know that right right of course McDavid would have won regardless (laughs) the value of the card is the value of the card I I almost think this and I tell this story all the time because it's always relevant is the Mahomes Brady thing the hype leading up it's always bigger than when they actually 
win the thing. What they're supposed to do. Yeah. Like if if he wins the thing, exactly. Yeah. So the attention that he has right now, and the hype, people looking at him for the Calder. I mean, you want to sell for me? I I preach sort of selling on the way up as I'm. Um, I'm really thinking about moving my Ovechkin. I'm just back and forth. Anyways, but I want to sell right now while the price is going up and while he's looking to set these records and attention is on him, as opposed to being caught with it at the top on the way down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my general perspective. on Again, cards in general too, not just this specific card, but certainly applies to this situation. People are thinking he's a shoe-in, and you know, they can speculate after when they have the card um, if you know what I mean, if they think that it's going to increase in value from here. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you there. It was just like the one like thing that I was kind of wondering, like, is, is there like a little bit here? Um, what do you think about the wild hope in the playoffs? Cause like they're going to be in it probably, but do they have any shot? I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think there's any way that at uh vegas or colorado don't come out with this division um i mean playoffs are weird stuff happens like if you look at the last two games that they played against colorado they lost the combined i believe it was 11 or no did they oh they had won the last game but leading up to that game they had lost been outscored by the abs 11 to 1 um you know again that's small sample but i just me no i'm not I'm not picking Minnesota as sort of my outlier because you're going to have to play either Colorado or Vegas in the first round. Yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then they're going to have to play Colorado or Vegas in the second round. More than likely. And I don't, more than likely. I don't think it's going to be Arizona or if St. Louis manages to squeak in. But I don't see, um, I don't see Minnesota getting through. Yeah, no, nor do I. And like, I guess just to play devil's advocate one more time, if they do, if they beat one of these teams or if they beat both of these teams, it is going to be on the back of Kirill Kaprizov. I think like he's going to have to carry them. I mean, the cards held value till now. The, from the valuation that we gave it three weeks ago, the card is held value. So that's, first of all, pretty surprising to me. I would be more concerned about three weeks between now and the playoffs yeah. even starting. Whether the card can hold that momentum. It's done well up until now. But again, I'm, I'm also thinking about the $1,200 sale that happened on the 19th. There was also the $600 sale that happened like the day before. Right. So, I mean, you, do you want to start seeing these things going for $350? And, you know, that that would be my bigger concern. Because, yes, if they could get through a round of the playoffs, if they knock off, you know, um, Colorado or Vegas in the first round, I mean, it's he's going to have to be a pretty big part of it. So I'm certainly with you. Um, it's it's a time in between that would worry me a heck of a lot more. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like all of this is just me trying to trying to drum up a little bit of an argument. But I'm with you. We get, we got to sell this thing. Um, so I guess the question is like, what's the best strategy to sell it? And like the reason I'm a little bit unsure on this is what what I assumed was the best way on the day that I got this was to throw it up as like the cheapest buy now and hope that 
offers come in. And one of those offers is something that I'm happy with. So, you know, listed at 3,500, someone says, I'll give you 2,900. And I'm like, booyah, we're good. Um, That didn't happen. And what happens afterwards, and we're in a bit of a different situation now, but what happened afterwards is it just like steeply declined, right? And even though I was like all over it looking every day, um, it just didn't end up selling. So I'm now I'm wondering like, is there a buy now price that we put it up at and, you know, see what happens or do you auction it and maybe even like try to hype up that auction? Um, and does that like people having eyes on your auction, does that end up going higher than if you did buy now? Uh, I, I think the the first thing, um, and, and I'm speaking for myself, and again, to everyone listening, we haven't talked about this, um, so we're <laughs> just spitballing here and, and trying to figure some of it out, and, um, you know, I, I think, I think it, it's a good idea to certainly put the card out there, um, you know, on social and, and perhaps on, uh, um, on Facebook, on, on different channels. Just to sort of get people talking about it and you know just sort of gaining a tone or, or or gain an idea of what the tone of the market is and like like are people really blown away by this like do they really want one like yeah like because someone can just come and say hey like i want that i mean i've gotten that with my ov and my ov is a pop whatever yeah a lot more than this and um you know i i think gauging that but um if, if i had it my way i think i would gauge attention try and see what's out there for a, a relatively short period of time perhaps i would buy it now for a couple of days and i would uh, i would eye up either a seven to ten day auction if if we couldn't if, if it couldn't move in like the next week yeah, like, this is hot potato. Um, <laughs> it feels sort of strange saying that because it's like I'm putting we're putting this out there and we want to sell it. But you know, the person who buys this is likely going to be a Minnesota fan um, or or someone who who really you know wants the card and it'll find a good home. But it's not my home. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and... I, I see what you're saying. It's like either someone that loves Caprizov or maybe it's someone that collects Young Guns, Clear Cut, PSA 10s, which, you know, if if I was some uh, millionaire, like, I would love to have a big collection of PSA 10 Clear Cut Young Guns because, like I said, they're friggin' beautiful. Um, so... Yeah, like it's going to be someone that really wants it, or at least that's what I hope. And like you say, it's a good collector home. And um, like we talk about like optimizing how much money we're going to get back. But at the end of the day, like whoever buys this is going to be happy to get that in the mail. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, no, I I mean, I agree. I, it's going to find a good home and it's a matter of like like what do you think though? Like like what what do you think is a is a good way to sell it? Because yeah. you ask me, I'm the guest and that's very <laughs> very nice of you, but I want to hear what you have to say too. Yeah, I mean, so like I don't think necessarily that I'm going to change my strategy based on what happened the first time. Um because 
it was like the first day, right? So I think like my strategy for selling something the first day or two after a product comes out might be different. I might pay that premium to have a one day auction because I think you might actually end up making more money that way. However, you know, my strategy generally when selling things is to put them up by now at a price that I think will garner attention, but is still high enough that I'll be happy and then see what kind of offers come in. Um, I've never had a card of this level. So like, I've never had to like put it on Facebook and be like, look at this crazy card. Like, you know, like, you know, the best cards I've had are like PSA 10 McDavid's or like, like, like you said, cards that many people have. Um, and so this, I think this is like a bit unique for me. So that's why I'm kind of, I like this discussion and like, not necessarily knowing right away. Um, but yeah, so I, like I think I would follow the same kind of thing. Put it up at buy now, see what happens. Um, or actually, the first thing I did was post it on Facebook and see if anyone is just really wants it and it's just going to fire some some money at us. Um, so I think that's that's worthwhile. Um, we'll post this video and maybe someone will see it and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I need that." Um, and then you know, eBay is always. Uh, the next step uh they like to take a nice cut out of your pocket so you know if you can avoid that power to you um and then yeah if it doesn't sell i i like auction i think is a is the backup plan um and yeah i mean we can talk every day and kind of see what's going on what i will say is if anyone's interested in hearing what we do with this <laughs> uh i'm gonna be posting updates on the near mint hockey instagram which is at near mint hockey uh we'll be chatting about it in the discord so come join the discord links are on basically everywhere you'll find near mint hockey um so yeah i, I thought you were gonna say if anyone's looking for a ps <laughs> real caprice can hit me up at the near mint <laughs> i mean hit me up clap or flip so I'll, I'll, we'll figure it out i might i might have to. to yeah i might have to close the show with a, a line like that um because yeah really like what a card um like i it, i always find it like a little bit hard to have discussions after like hitting a card like this or like you know in this case it's kind of like a hit from psa in a way because uh I don't know. You just get excited and like can't can't form words as easily. Yeah, no, that it's 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 really exciting. It, it was unexpected. It is. Uh, I had a peek there. It is a pop three. Pop three. Okay. It is a pop three. So people people got them in quick. Does that mean other people paid three hundred dollars? Yep. Or was there a window that you could send it in? But what was the release of series two? The the I think if you were able to send it in, like I could have sent it in the first few days, but the the overlay between them like releasing the product and changing that service level was like negligible, right? Um, like I think it was like March twenty fifth or something when the product came out, and we sent we decided to do this April first, so like. Even if they did get it in before that change, I don't think they'd have it back yet. Um, no, that's true. So I, I think all of these people did the same thing we did. Uh, and I'm honestly not that surprised that it's a pop three because there was a lot of these on eBay. Like more than I expected of these were, were on eBay. The raw versions, obviously. Well, um, <laughs> and when, and when, you, when you say all these people, you mean the other two people who did it. <laughs> 
yeah yeah the other two are like i don't know right. maybe it goes up to five or something in the next week but yeah like yeah you're right all these other two <laughs> people <laughs> who hit this card and got a 10 are there any nines or anything like that no it's straight it's it's actually three for three wow so it, it sort of speaks to what i was saying like the clear cuts are are grading well for uh for 2021 so if you have clear cuts out there no, um, maybe maybe fire him off. Yeah, well, off. so we'll keep this pop low for a little bit. Yeah, don't do it for Caprice off. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so if you think about that six hundred dollar sale of a Caprice off clear cut, like, let's say that looked really good. If those people get back a ten, like, that actually is an amazing play. I think. Um, now, all of these have major risk involved, but I don't know. Pretty good. I'll, I'm I'm still surprised considering it is a pop three. I'm don't know how I haven't seen one yet. I'm I'm always poking around the biggest uh, buy sell trade groups on Facebook. Um, while Com C, I, I don't I think yeah. it's unlikely. It actually wouldn't be there by now. But you know, with eBay, I'm watching. Obviously, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, and even since you hit it, I've just sort of been checking in on the right. card. I haven't seen one, and even though it's only you know two others out there, I'm a little bit surprised that someone didn't just straight, straight pop it up on on eBay for yeah. sixty four thousand dollars, know, <laughs> right? And, and just like list it, yeah, it yeah. Like so, it raises an interesting question for me, and that is like, what percent of people that submit their cards to PSA are doing so to? instantly flip them or make money and what percent of them are doing it because they want the card that is theirs to be protected and it's going right into their collection and nobody can buy it from them um and uh, like my hypothesis is that it's skewing very much towards like people wanting to sell um but there's going to be that portion of the world that is collectors that just want that card i've this is completely anecdotal. I mean, I certainly agree. I think more of the people who are grading are are moving the cards after they're returned. Um, I I think that the collectors are just more than willing to pay for it, right? And not have to go through the hassle of, you know, doing a submission. First of all, for an economy submission for hockey, um, you can't submit one card. You know, they brought it down to ten, but what was it at before? Twenty-five or twenty? I think it was twenty. Yeah. Yeah, so like that that gets expensive, right? Um, and also keep in mind because I noticed this in in a few of the or or one of the groups that I sent uh, my very first PSA submission through. Very small fraction, and this is based out of Canada. Like, hockey was still only a fraction. Like all of this grading, like all the cards down there are basketball cards. Yeah. Oh yeah, basketball, football. Like like hockey is a drop in the bucket in terms of um of grading yeah that's um, but, true uh, i mean back yeah back to your question i mean i i think a collector would just be more than willing to pay for it i mean no different than me like my pc cards that i bought my pc slabs like for instance i wanted the the matthew kachuk and i'd looked for a while and i was gonna buy one raw and grade it so i could put it in my pc because i love the photo super cool i just said forget it you know what i'm just gonna buy it yeah so if, if i was a 100 percent collector never selling anything then i would uh i would certainly you know be more than willing to to pay the money for the cards that i want so yeah that's that's a fair I, I point you're right i think more people are moving them yeah yeah i just know there's going to be that that 
some percentage of the population that's sending their card in because it's theirs and they hit it. Like the McDavid that I pulled out of the box, I sent in and like I would never trade or sell that because it's like part of like the experience is pulling that card, right? Um, so there, I think there's something there, but yeah, I, I mean, like I would expect that all three of these are going to get sold, um, but you never know. Yeah, I, I guess uh, to be continued. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe in, in episode whatever, we give it uh, give it a break and then we can come back and maybe talk about the sale and how it went down and uh, just talk hockey in general. By that time, I'm sure we'll be well into playoffs. There'll be yeah. lots to talk about. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to come back and do an episode while the Wild are still in the playoffs. We can talk about Kaprizov and his Wild success and... You know, but we don't have the card at that. Point. No, 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 no. We, like we talk, we talk about the card, but we also talk about him and how they're doing. Um, because yeah, we're gonna have to come back on and talk about how this went. Because now it's it's like we're gonna have to end this midway. Yeah. Well, exactly. But like, like so, the first step was getting it down there. You know, coming up with a deal and getting it down there, getting it back. That was a big third step, uh, you know, getting the 10. Oh, yeah. Good good for us. <laughs> Thank you, um, PSA. But, <laughs> but the, the most important step is still ahead. Like I sort of say, if you haven't sold the card, it doesn't really have any value at this point. So, right. I mean, we'll we'll figure out uh, what that value is. And, again, it's it's going to find a good home. That's, that's what I know. I feel like this isn't going to get into the hands of someone who – who just wants to grab it and move it. I could be wrong about that. I mean, different, but I, I feel like it's going to find a place where it's going to, it's going to end up for a long time. I love that. Um, all right. Well, I don't have much more to say on this. I'm going to put this puppy on my bookshelf for uh, the time being until it's sold at least. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, it's going to have a, a great home for the next few days at the very least. Um, and, and you work from home, so you don't have to put it in like a, a safety deposit box. You know, I'm right? I'm always home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna I'll just bring it everywhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, put it in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we uh, before we end here, uh, I want to give you a shot to promote what you're doing. You're making great videos over on YouTube, and uh, yeah, I guess I was a part of one recently. Yeah, I, I was very happy to have you. I took a shot. You know, we reversed roles where I interviewed you. Um, and I think it went really well. I have some audio issues to to clean up. So if you do check out the video, and please go check it out. Leave a comment. Like, subscribe. All that, you know, YouTube-ish stuff. Um, but check it out. It was, it was super fun. I hope I can do some more of those. Um, and yeah, I, I'm making videos. I'm looking to release uh, for each division with some some possible playoff plays. If you are looking at players, and I, I think there's sort of some interesting names. I'm hoping to get those out relatively quickly because time is time is closing quick. Uh, but I was happy to have you on. You can check me out on Instagram, Lapper Flips, L A P P three R three zero underscore flips. And uh, I mean, yeah, I just you know buying selling cards having fun and i hope you guys are too awesome awesome yeah and i'll make sure i add the the links to all of your internet locations in the description of the video if anyone wants just the quick one click because i know i can never 
remember URLs myself. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, same deal over here. Go find Near Mint Hockey on Instagram. Join our Discord. Chat about this card. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just so stoked to, to take this card and put it into the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and, you know, it's ultimately you sell these things for money. And and that's great, but I'm really more curious about the price. Yeah, and and not because I want you know you know it's it's not about me or that. I'm just really curious what someone is willing to pay for this card. Yeah, it, and obviously there there's monetary gain, but again that's just the way it goes. But I'm I'm curious, and it's going to be cool to to sort of see. It's yeah, it's hard fetches. It's really interesting the just learning, and I think like having pulled this card and and doing this and having this experience is something that you know i might not have had if i didn't pull that card out of the box or maybe i would have but it wouldn't have been for a couple of years and so i don't know you gotta you gotta capitalize when you when you get a fun opportunity to like this like i said it's just fun man like like have fun like like this was something that i i thought could be a plus ev play but it was about fun and, and the opportunity and working with you and hanging out and doing this and it, it was well worth it even if it was all for for a loss I, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be very hurt all right man well thanks again for coming on the show we have a kirill kaprizov psa 10 in our collective possession ish now and uh for all of you watching until next time I guess go out and uh, buy this Kirill Kaprizov <laughs> Young Guns. <laughs>